0: So I have this concept called the rule of one, basically the rule of one. If you pick who's your one dream client, what's the one problem you solve for that particular client? What's that one problem that you're the best in the world at? So like, what's the big problem you can solve? What's your one godfather offer? So a godfather offer is an offer they can't refuse. It's a premium price offer. Uh, It's leveraged so you can deliver it at scale. And you can look somebody in the eyes and say, this is the thing that's going to help you get results. That's number three. Number four is like, what's the one funnel, marketing funnel that you can use to attract this ideal client? Mm -hmm. What's your one traffic source? Facebook ads, um, YouTube ads, whatever you choose. What's your one conversion method? Some people's conversion method is, you know, some people just do events. Some people do enrollment calls, Mm -hmm. and then send out one email a day, every day, yes. And then you give yourself one year to remove and extract to keep it even more simple, and that'll lead to one million. Mm Welcome
1: to The Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchenpaul, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life Uncensored. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a phenomenal guest. He is arguably one of the best when it comes to revenue growth for coaches and consultants. Markwell Russell is a multi-million dollar revenue generator, best-selling author, rapid business growth strategist, and coach who has earned the title of King of Client Attraction. All right. And I know that this is true because I've seen the results. I've seen the screenshots. So he is 100 percent deserving of that title. His genius lies in his innate talent of drenching clients in a downpour of qualified leads that convert into more clients and increase profits. His sharpshooting approach for lead generation has helped coaches and consultants pull in more than one hundred million dollars and client success stories, billions of ad impressions, millions of high quality leads and tens of thousands of clients. From high school dropout and former drug dealer to multi million dollar rapid business growth strategist and coach. Markwell Russell is a walking billboard for the lyrics started from the bottom. Now I'm here. If you want to learn more, visit paid ad playbook dot com to see for yourself why so many have crowned him the king of client attraction. All right, guys, get into this episode. You absolutely do not want to miss it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back for tuning in to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And today, got a really, really dope guest on. If You're really trying to level up, really trying to understand how to charge your work, We see those memes all the time, charge your worth but he is the guy that actually helps you get there. And I, I was so delighted to have him on the show because as a financial advisor, and I always tell people, my pillars are helping you make more, manage your money and maximize your money. And so he is gonna tell you exactly how he helps his clients attract uh, higher, higher ticket clients and also uh, do more with less, right? So with no further ado, Markwell, West Russell, how you doing, man?
0: Man, I'm good, George, man. I'm good, my guy, man. I appreciate you having me on here.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, I know I see you all over my timeline, and I'm sure a lot of other people see you as well. But for the shrinking population that doesn't quite know who you are yet, share, share a little background on who, who Marquell Russell is.
0: Yeah, man. So in short, I'm Marquell Russell, um, a lifelong entrepreneur. I've Always been an entrepreneur, even when I was a young, um, a young jit, as my people in Florida would say, um, running around in these streets, right? So I jumped out in the streets early. I jumped out my first businesses. Um, I was the guy knocking on your door asking can I take your trash out then I was the guy when we moved into neighborhoods with lawns I was the guy knocking on your door asking can I um, mow your lawn Um, and then as I got a little older I got into the pharmaceutical industry right so I started (laughs) selling drugs at a young age Um, because where I'm from nobody really had no money so everybody we used to have a candy lady where I'm from so we used to ask for some money for the candy lady and the common thing we heard was I don't got no money. Money don't grow on trees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, but my cousins, they give me five or ten dollars for the candy lady. And I was like, what is these cats doing? So yeah. I found out they were selling drugs. Right. So that was that's that that would kind of what, what appealed to me. I mean, I was just like every young brother who wanted to go to the NBA, go to the NFL. But at that point, I need to make some money then. Well, at least I thought I did. Right. right. Well, I did. So I jumped into the streets. Uh, dropped out of high school when I was in 10th grade, um, went full-time in the streets, had my first son when I was 19. I was also locked up when I was 19 when my son was born. Got out, said I was going to do this job thing, because I never really gave the job thing a fair shot. Uh, worked the job for like two weeks, changing oil and tires on big 18-wheelers at Petro here in Atlanta on Bankhead. Jumped out of there, got back in the streets. But this time I said, you know, I'm going to take my money and I'm going to invest it into starting an entertainment company, like all- you know, dope boys do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did that, um, started, cause I, I couldn't rap, I didn't do beats, none of that type of stuff, but I always had vision, I always had some influence and right. I knew people who rapped and I knew people who did beats. So I was like, okay, if I can get these guys to come together, uh, I can start a label. So I did that, doing artist promotion. I didn't really know the business. I bought this one book called Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donna Passman. Um, that was as far as my education went on the music industry. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I read the whole thing. Okay. But uh went through that and by us being in the club all the time, and I was young, I wasn't even 21 yet, but by us being in the club all the time, in the strip clubs and so forth, because in Atlanta, if you want to get a song popping, you hit the strip clubs. Mm-hmm. So we was in there throwing money, you know, the typical stuff that we do, right? Um, of course, this is nothing you would advise of <laughs> uh, from a financial standpoint, but we were very um, irresponsible yeah. <laughs> financially, uh, but we looked at it as an investment. So I was, so they us in the club all the time um and one of the managers came to me and was like hey my cousin is opening this other club and he wants somebody to promote Mm -hmm. I I didn't know what promotion promoting club was and none of that but he just knew we used to be in there with a lot of people so I they gave me a night started doing club promotions um learning that whole game and while I was in the club one night I was pitched on network marketing um he didn't say network marketing he was just like hey how many people you know with a cell phone I was like everybody know got a cell phone he was like what if every time they paid their bill you got paid i was like that'll be dope so he was like, well, a am that mentor is going to be in town. You got to meet him. We're looking to expand the area. looking for some leaders, et cetera, et cetera. I went to the meeting that Wednesday um, and they were breaking down this new video phone technology, this ground floor opportunity. I can make millions of dollars. All I got to do is recruit two people and they'll get two people, they'll get two people. I'm making all this money. So I dove in, paid half for my brother to get in, I paid half his way to get in. Obviously, fast forward, things didn't go as well as I thought it was going to go. Um, people telling me it was a pyramid scheme and all that stuff and um that actually led me into online marketing because somebody on my team sent me a link um to show me this video series that said how you can build a network marketing business without doing home parties without going to hotel meetings without talking to strangers so i was sold yeah so i bought this ebook it was 40 bucks at the time mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of took me down my in first internet marketing rabbit hole like upsells and downsells i'm like this is crazy so i went in all in um fast forward a few years I, after kind of you know, bumping my head a lot, spending all my savings, going broke, my wife having to pay all the bills, all that good stuff. I finally, things finally clicked. Um, and my thing was lead generation because I needed to know how do I get people to come to me? Because at this time I was terrified of public speaking. I really didn't really talk to strangers. Um, so I was like, I need to get people to come to me. So I got really good at that. People started reaching out to me, asking me what I was doing. The last network marketing company I was in, I became the number one recruit out of 50,000 people um, and at that point, the money just didn't add up. So I said, you know what? I'm going to just go all in on my own thing. Because I had been doing some coaching. I had been doing some online stuff, but just hadn't went all in. So I decided to just go all in and decided, you know, our thing is going to be client attraction. Because most businesses go out of business simply because they don't know how to continuously get clients coming into the door. And then, once, of course, once they get that influx of cash, they got to get with you to make sure the, the, the money does what it's supposed to do. Because I always tell people, making money. And then what you do after you make money are two completely different skill sets. So we help them make the money by getting unlimited clients coming through the door. Um, so they never have to worry about where the next clients are gonna come from, high ticket clients who pay them 3,000, 10,000 or more. And we got really good at that. So you said, you know what? We're just gonna plant our flag in this particular, particular lane specifically. And um, over the past seven years or so, um, we've helped our clients do over $100 million in, in revenue um, so far,
1: and that number just continues to grow by the minute, man. So we're just having a whole lot of fun. Man, that's that's powerful, man. I see the screenshots every single day. So the proof the proof is in the pudding, man. And you hit the nail on the head. It's like, you know, if you can figure out how to get people to come to you, you're not chasing them down. That's that's the dream. Because I, I mean, I did when I was in college, my last year of college, I think I did network marketing. I did uh, what was it? Um, legal Shield, I believe it was. It's was mm-hmm. prepaid legal. And that paid for my Miami trips. And so, you know, but it's, but the thing was, it was like, man, I, kept, I felt like I didn't want to be that guy that every time somebody saw my number pop up on the color ID, they're like, are oh, you probably trying to he trying to sell me on that stuff? So I was like, all right, I gotta figure something else out. And it sounds like you built an entire business around figuring that out. So you solved your own problem because you didn't want to step on stages at the time. Obviously you're comfortable now, but at the time, so it's like, how can I get people to come to me? That's genius. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another segment of your financial Fix shit. Your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you fix at least one thing as it pertains to your finances. And on this Friday, being that I had the executor of all executors on the episode, I want you to stop procrastinating on that thing that you said you were going to do, right? And since it's a Fix Your Finances Friday, What is that business that you said you were going to launch, that side hustle? What is that debt you finally said you were going to pay off? Um, Did you finally say you're going to start an investment account? What is it that you said you were going to do? Now is the time to finally do it. All right, guys. So do that thing. I don't care what it is, how long you've been waiting to do it. I want you to get it done right now and make it happen. So you see a lot of people on the internet selling a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. So not only are you the client attraction kind of king, you're also really big on like high ticket, right? Yeah. So what, what, was, what was your thought process on going that route? Because again, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Right? Obviously, some people do, you know, low ticket and it's a volume game and they, and they make a lot of money doing it that way. But what made you kind of really like stick with the high ticket? Why did that resonate with you? Why is that what you teach your clients?
0: So I think, because like what I found from personal experience, the people that pay you the least want the most, mm. right? So we started out doing a membership site a long time ago. It was $9.97 per month. Uh, and people like, they want, you know, calls, they want a lot, right? And then we went to $97 a month. Same thing. Right? And then it's a volume play. So you got to have thousands of people that you're serving um, to actually hit your revenue goals. Right? Um, but you can hit your income goals way faster in $3,000 or $5,000 chunks versus $30 chunks or versus $300 chunks. So you can hit your goals way faster. You can work with a smaller group of people and really go all in on the resources to help them get success, create success. And also you can afford to hire. A lot of times people are selling lower ticket offers. Um, they don't really have the volume where they can actually hire people. So now they're they're stuck in the sales, they're stuck in the marketing and they're stuck in the fulfillment. And now the business doesn't grow without them. But when you got a higher ticket offer, right? now you got more margin, right? So now you got more margin, you can hire all that good stuff. Also, when you charge premium prices, you're going to attract a high quality clientele. You're going to attract people who are going to do the work. Um, now I'm not going to say all oh, I'm going to do the work, but you're going to get a higher volume of people that actually do the work, that actually get results. So now you have more testimonials that you can share, which of course turns into more clients. That's why you see, like you said, we post a new testimonial every day because these are individuals who have paid a premium price. They have more skin in the game. So they're committed to getting their outcomes. Because we've all paid, we've all bought courses online for like 97 200 maybe even 997 and never even logged in, right? But if you pay 5000 10000 15000 you are going to make the time to dig into this thing, you know what I'm saying? So it just increases um, your success from a standpoint and also you do your client's a favor by charging a premium price as well, because now they're going to be more invested.
1: You're, you're 100% right, because you know even even myself. I mean, there's something I saw. Okay, caught my attention. It's 49 bucks. Who wouldn't? Okay, let's see what they talk about, right? But it's 49 bucks, and so it's like you don't you don't always take action. And I know even me, like this year, you know, it's quarantine, and I gained the COVID 19. Uh, you know, gained a little bit of weight, so I was like, man, I gotta. I'm a I'm supposed to be someone who's on the fitness game, so I was like, I need, let me get back in my bag. And I was like, I just need some motivation. Cause like, I was like, it's hard to figure this thing out from home. And then I found a kind of a, a fitness and mindset coach. I paid a premium price and he got me right. I lost, you know, I lost 23 pounds since August. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I wasn't about to not do that, but if it was a 1999 or $97 E-Guide, you know, I, I might've not shown up, right? Might've not right. been accountable. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense to me uh, why you go that route. Um, one of the other things I imagine is that, you know, since you 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 guys get so many leads and you help your clients get so many leads, you get a chance to see a front row seat to all different types of businesses or you have over the years. So my question to you is what are some of the most common mistakes outside of just like not charging enough that you see business owners doing when it comes to like not getting the success they want out of their business?
0: Yeah, so a couple of things. I, I, I typically so one of the things most people never want to talk about is, and I learned this from Jim Rohn. That's why I want. So like a lot of people got a negative connotation with network marketing, but I love it because it saved me, saved my life for one, and number two, the personal development you get. So one of the things I heard from Jim Rohn back when I was doing network marketing, it was like you got to work on yourself harder than you work on your job or your business, right? So like one thing I see that most businesses don't do is they don't work on themselves harder than they work on their business. So they're up, they're hustling, they're grinding, they jump up, they jump right on the laptop. And I get it. Like I'm, I'm that guy, but I, I have to be intentional. Right. So it's like, but okay, it's the grind. It's the cause. It's the marketing. It's the, it's this, this, this. But a lot of times we don't focus on our health. You mentioned health a little bit. We don't focus on our mindset. So like with our clients, we all, we had this thing called the morning success ritual that we teach them because now you start with yourself now you're pouring from an empty cup, especially if you're a service-based business or you're a culture consultant and you work with clients, you gotta pour to yourself first. And a lot of times we're pouring from an empty cup. And of course that never goes well. So that's one thing most people never like, they, they're like, what, how, do I, how do I do these ads? Or what's my targeting? Or what do I say? And it's like, typically it's, it's less of that stuff because business is 90% like inner game, right? Psychology, biology, and the tactical stuff is like 10%. So that's one thing. Number two is their messaging. Like their messaging isn't really focused on a specific um, problem for a specific person. And if it is, a lot of times it's just too broad and it's too deep. A lot of times they're trying to be way too deep versus just using the simple language that their client uses. So it's like a lot of times we have clients and they'll say, Well, I do this, 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 or I help people do this. And I was like, Well, is that what your client says? Or is that how you say it? And they're like, Well, that's how I said I was trying to be you know, clever. I'm like, no, don't be clever. Be clear. It's cool to be clever. It's cute, but you want to be clear. So when somebody sees your messaging, they take an action because you. I get it when you say you're explaining this to me, but you're not going to be there to explain and give context. So when they see your marketing, you want them to be able to see it and be like, okay, I need that. And they click it without you having to be there to kind of answer the questions and all that. So you got to speak, you got to talk to Exactly, what's the thing that's keeping them up at night? So I would say the inner game stuff, um, the mindset, uh, and the me- the messaging, and then of course, the how what they do with the money when it starts coming in, charging the right price, um scaling the business, hiring, and all that good stuff. But the biggest things is going to be inner game stuff and the messaging, hands down.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's like, and I'm when I first got started in entrepreneurship about over over 10 years ago. It's like. You almost try to overcompensate for what you for what you believe people see in your lack of experience or your newness by overcomplicating what you do, right? And we think that people are buying this complex. No, it, people are buying simplicity. People yep. are buying efficiency. People are buying you solving their problem in the clearer and the simpler. You can communicate that the easier it is. But like we think the industry jargon and all these fancy terms is what's going to sell people because it makes us look smart. But in reality, they're not paying you for that. They're paying you for you to be so good at what you what you do that you can break it down in a way that a kindergarten can understand. Bingo. Right? And, I, and it always takes me back to the iPhone, right? When the iPhone was the first phone that had one button, I always always said that in order for it to be that simple and intuitive for us, you already know that they had to master some things on the back end to be able to make it that way. And that's how it is in business, right? Your, your clients don't care about the inner work. I don't care about what's inside this iPhone. Yep. I just want to be able to touch it and know that it's working smoothly and when people can get that because you do a really good job of taking culturally relevant examples and helping break it down for people is like connect the dots on business and marketing right and that was that's always been one of my examples is like the iphone it may not have the best technology may not have the best camera but the reason why they win is because it's intuitive and it's simple and people get it very true same thing in business and so i think you really hit the nail on the head there because people just want to seem so smart and want to overcomplicate things Mm -hmm. and they're actually creating a barrier uh, to the bottom line so Exactly. exactly exactly you know a lot of people are looking for alternate ways to make additional income whether that's so that they can pay off their debt so that they can you know, travel more or so that they can, you know, save and invest more. They're just looking for ways to make more money. And sometimes, you know, getting another job isn't the answer. Maybe sometimes your business is, you know, doing exactly what it can do right now, but you're just looking for that ideal way to make some significant extra income. And so I've tried out a lot of different things. And over the years, I've figured out some things that have worked really, really well. And I wanted to make sure that you guys had access to those resources. So I put together what I call the Side Hustle Bootcamp. And in this bootcamp, I'm gonna tr- show you four tried and true ways, one that I absolutely love, um, that will show you how to put more money in your pocket. I'm talking not hundreds, but thousands upon thousands of dollars that you can use um, to benefit you, right? Whether Whatever the goal is, whether you wanna travel more, whether you wanna put some more money in the bank, whether you wanna invest more, save more, um, do something nice for your kids or for your significant other, the side hustle boot camp is going to show you how to do that. So if you haven't already click the link in the show notes, check it out. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. This information can, can completely transform your financial situation. So check it out. I'll see you on the inside. I've made it extremely affordable so that there's no excuse and no buried entry. See you soon. All right. So another question I have for you is, so I feel like if entrepreneurs are coming to you and maybe they're like a personal trainer or something and they're used to charging, they they, they went online because COVID or maybe they've been trying to get online and they're thinking, well, I can only charge like $49 for online session. I'm not getting in front of these people in person. How do you get people to like get out of their own head when it comes to Changing their prices, even if they're not necessarily changing what they're delivering, because the natural human instinct is like, if I'm charging more, I gotta do more, and it's literally the exact opposite, right? So it's like, how do you get people like to overcome that mindset barrier of you can charge five x, six x, seven x what you were charging, you don't have to do anything different.
0: Great question. So basically, um, I mean, it's interesting that you use that you use the fitness example, right? Uh, because I got a client, he charged. When I met him, he was charged. He was struggling to make twenty five hundred a month consistently. He was literally about to go get a job, so he was charging like two forty nine for like unlimited training sessions mm-hmm. per month. It was for unlimited training. Now he charges four grand, and these are like unlimited, like in person training sessions. Yeah. Now he charges four grand for his online coaching program, right? Um, and the biggest thing that changed was like. And just like most service based coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs, they think they're selling their they're selling the wrong time. They're selling the wrong thing. Mm. So they, they think they're selling um, their time or they think, for example, with him, they think he's thinking he's selling personal training or he's selling, you know, whatever, whatever the training sessions and all that. But no, anybody paying for the training sessions, they're paying for the outcome. So, so I'm like, hey, you're not really helping brothers get abs and all that. That's part of it. But in reality, when you help these boys get abs, now you're helping them increase their confidence. You're helping them, it's it's shown that it's been proven that if you're in better shape, you make more money, you know, all that good stuff. So that's the stuff you're really selling. But, you know, all trainers are selling like abs and, you know, they got their shirts off on all their pictures or they're they're showing themselves in the gym, hitting the iron and all that. And that's cool, but ain't nobody really buying that. And I'm like, for the ladies, they're buying, what's the result of them getting in better shape? Again, more confidence. Better relationships, more money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, living longer. But he wasn't really speaking to any of that. He was just doing like most personal trainers and they're just selling like their training workout, um, their pictures and how they look, all this stuff. And if if you if you're showing pictures, right, of like you and there, you shredded, you and there hitting the iron, but you're trying to sell training, number one, it looks too hard. Mm-hmm. because you you hit the gym all the time. So you end up throwing up 225 and you're trying to get brothers to sign up for your training program. They like, they can't relate to that. they like, ain't no way I'm gonna be able to lift that. You know what I'm saying? And they looking at the sisters who are in shape or whatever. They like, they had to always be in shape, right? so they can't connect. They can't connect the dots. But when he started like weaving in stories, weaving in testimonies of how his client went from here to here and start speaking more to the outcome, like the game totally changed. Well, now he's making... You know, I think the last time he told me, he made like 87000 a month, right? Um, and it just continues to grow just because we've made those simple tweaks.
1: Got you. Because you're essentially, you're teaching, I know you probably teach multiple things, but essentially you're not only teaching people how to reposition their messaging, but you're also showing them naturally how to attract more leads. So they're repositioning their messaging so it's ultra clear, they're charging more, and they're getting in front of more people. So it's like this perfect storm of just making uh, a shit ton of money, quite frankly.
0: Bingo! That's, that's exactly,
1: exactly right?
0: No, that's exactly what it is. Because here's the thing: most people come to us because they want to get ads. They're like, Man, "I got to get my ads done." That's kind of people kind of know me as the ad guy for whatever reason, right? But they're like, "I want to get my ads. I just want to get into ads. I think it's my targeting, or I think it's you know, no, nah, it's not your targeting, right? That ain't got nothing to do with it, right? It ain't your, you know, and they're like, "Well, I got my all oh, my messaging and my offers." No, nah. most people they don't have an ad issue; they have a messaging issue. They have a messaging and an offer issue. When we fix that, now we can get that because you can target. I people all the time, you can target the same audience, but your messaging speaks to different people in that audience.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like for
0: example, less brown audience. If you're running an ad to less brown's audience, you got people who are less brown audience who are just starting their businesses, and you got people who are less brown business less brown audience who make seven figures or eight figures. Mm-hmm. The messaging that you use, if you if you're talking about how to go from zero to six figures. Um, with your first business that ain't and you're wondering why you're only attracting people who are broke well because your messaging says you want to help people go from zero to six figures so but people who ain't at zero they're not going to resonate with that so it really boils down to the messaging and then once you get that then we take that messaging and now we run it into ads in the whole client attraction process now now it makes it work does that make sense
1: it makes perfect sense makes perfect sense okay so my, my other question i guess as a follow-up to that is so if people are getting all these leads, um, the business is growing, what, what is it? How, how do you give them guidance on insights to not break it, right? Because one of the things that the untold story is about, like if you, let's say you, you have your marketing dialed in and you're tracking all these people, but if you're used to just serving two or three clients a month and all of a sudden you got all these clients, how do you help them make sure that they have an infrastructure to where it doesn't break?
0: For sure. That's a great question. I mean, I, and that's the type of stuff i nerd out, out, nerd out about, right? I love to get businesses to a point where it's broke and now it's infrastructure issue, right? Because we get clients all the time like, I'm turn my ads off. I'm booked out three weeks. I don't know what to do. So the biggest thing I always tell business owners is like us as entrepreneurs, one of the hardest things is like letting go, right? Like hiring team, letting people, because our identity is tied into um, us doing all the stuff. So one thing we want to look at especially if you're looking to grow and really be in the CEO role is you want to like all your information that you got in your head right now as a solopreneur, as a solo coach who don't have a team, you want to start like documenting it all like we call it SOP, standard operating procedures. So you want to have it all documented and standardized. So now when you start hiring people, whether that's additional coaches, whether that's a VA or an assistant or operational person or whatever, it's all documented. So now when people come in, they go through a specific system every single time right so when they when they pay it's the same experience once they pay it's the same experience after they log in it's the same experience they're on board and it's the same experience so you want to you got to deliberately design that experience so it's and you do it now you're like okay um so if you want to go from one-on-one coaching to group coaching all right but when i did one-on-one coaching it's typically i took everybody through the same our first call we did this second call we did this third call we did this it was always the same questions. So now when we turned it into a hybrid, more group coaching model, we was able to design it based on that. So then we just start designing like, okay, when we send them agreement, what happened? What happens here? What happens here? What happens here? So now the whole thing runs like a machine, just like at McDonald's, right? No matter where in the country or where in the world you go to McDonald's, nine times out of 10, you're going to get an identical experience. So mm-hmm. you so you want to say, okay, step number one, they do this. Step number two, they do this. Step number three, they do this. So now you scale things out and if you bring, let's say, you bring an ad manager on, you start running your ads. You have your specific process of how you launch ads, how you scale ads, when you cut off ads. So you literally want to take the time and document it. But a lot of times, as entrepreneurs, we don't want to take the time to like slow down mm-hmm. and like put these procedures in place, right? Until it's too late and the thing starts falling apart. Now you got bad reviews all over the place. But um, you, as you start getting some momentum you definitely want to make sure you spend a lot more time in design so you got the infrastructure and the processes and the procedures and the systems so now it's a system thing um um, not a person thing so with our company we always say like our clients get such crazy results not because how amazing i am it's because of how amazing the system is right? right that's why it works the way it works and clients can come through and still get amazing results even while me and you were having this conversation, right? But most business owners, they can't afford to take an hour away to be doing an interview or go speaking on an event because mm-hmm. the business stops. But when you got it systemized, now everything runs like a machine. Does that make sense?
1: Thanks, 100% sense. Like, you, you you, and me both, like, I can nerd out on this stuff all day long. We got the project management boards, automations. Like, you got to, because if not, um, you'll get overwhelmed, you'll get burnt out, and you won't be able to deliver the value. It's funny using use the McDonald's example because I use the same one. Like I was in Shanghai uh, like two years ago and I'm a pretty healthy guy. And domestically, I haven't had McDonald's in like seven, seven eight years, right? When I went to Shanghai, I was like, man, I don't know nothing about it. none of this stuff yet. The first place I went to was McDonald's yeah. just because I knew what I was going to get. And the beautiful thing about that is when you have extraordinary systems, you don't necessarily have to have extraordinary people. Because sometimes finding extraordinary talent is is hard. Like I have an operations manager who... Whatever she wants, she might not know this, but whatever she wants, she can get from me because she's that good.
0: Right. But
1: I know she's kind of a unicorn. I won't always be able to find another version of her, but if my systems are extraordinary, anybody can step into that role or step into the roles that I have and be able to fulfill it. So you, you hit the nail on the head because we, we definitely think the same in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you give away so much game on, on Instagram, which, which, which lets me know that behind the curtains, the value is crazy. Obviously, I know that because of the results are shown as well. But I would be remiss if I had you on the podcast and said, "Hey, look what's what's just something." You might have already shared it before. I don't know, but like, what's something that just like is a gem that someone, even if they don't work work with you or decide to work with you after this podcast, they could take that and just probably get some results. What's what's a, what's a gem you got for the people?
0: Man, it's so much, right? Uh, I would say I give this. I'll say this. I call this the rule of one, right? Uh, So even if you never worked with me or you just took this and got some matters to help you implement it or whatever, this, because like I learned this a few years ago, uh, to simplify, to multiply, you got to simplify, right? So if you want to multiply, you got to simplify. So I like to take these complex things and like simplify, whether it's online marketing or whether it's ads or whatever. So I I have this concept called the rule of one. Basically the rule of one says that, because a lot of people think that you gotta have a lot of different offers, you gotta have all these different funnels, it gotta be complicated, and you gotta have all these moving pieces. But if reality, if you pick who's your one dream client, like somebody who, like I call it your easy win client, somebody not only who you're gonna enjoy working with, but you can also get them tangible results in a designated period of time. So who's your dream client? What's the one problem you solve for that particular client? So, what's the one problem you solve? Can you solve a lot of problems? You can probably solve a lot of problems. But what if you just pick one? What's that one problem that you're the best in the world at? Um, so for example, somebody say me, I'm a CPA and I help people do bookkeeping, I help them do this, this is the third. All right, cool. But what's the one thing you can lead with that you that sets you apart from all the other CPAs? You're you're an expert at this. Maybe it's just minimizing taxes for coaches, right? So, like, what's the big problem you can solve? That's number one what's your one godfather offer so a godfather offer is an offer they can't refuse it's a, pr- it's a premium price offer uh, it's leveraged so you can deliver it at scale and you can look somebody in the eyes and say this is the thing that's going to help you get results because online we've been told that you got to sell somebody something cheap first and then before you can get them to some high ticket and that's just not true we know that's not true we don't even buy like that like when we want to go buy a car like, we didn't get a book about the car. We didn't, you know, get the hat first and then go back and get the car. No, we just went and got the car. And it's right. the same thing with everything, right? So what's that one thing you look at and eyes like, is 25,000, however, it's going to get you to X, Y, Z. That's number three. Number four is like, what's the one, um, I'm going to use the word funnel just, for, just to keep things simple. What's the one um, funnel, marketing funnel that you can use to attract this ideal client? Mm-hmm. What's your one traffic source Facebook ads, um, YouTube ads, whatever you choose, but ideally a paid traffic source because now you can get unlimited leads, right? right. So now you're going to be generating traffic. What's your one conversion method? Some people's conversion method is, uh, you know, some people just do events, so they have you come to an event and then they make their offers at the events. Some people do enrollment calls, uh, which we help a lot of people do with the enrollment call process. Some people do webinars, whatever. Pick your one um, conversion method. Mm-hmm. and then send out one email a day, right to your list every day, yes, every day. Uh, and then you give yourself one year, not to add more to it and create more complexity, but actually to remove and extract to take away to keep it even more simple and that'll lead to 1 million. So it's one dream client, uh, one problem that you solve, one Godfather offer, one marketing funnel, one traffic source, one conversion method, to not one email a day, Give yourself one year, and that leads to one million.
1: What more is there to say? <laughs> but now nah, that's that's huge, man. Uh, because you know the internet will lead you to believe that you got it has to be overly complicated, and you have to have you know the split test I mean, again, I'm not saying that stuff doesn't work, but like what the problem with that is, it's gonna overwhelm the person who's trying to start, yep. right? Well, no one's saying that those things can't work, but what you're saying is. If you're trying to get, it goes back to like you know, how you market, right? And, and how you articulate your message. The fastest, the fastest route to your goal, right? Is just the straight line of the simplification. Mm-hmm. If we add all that other stuff. And it's not to say that it can't potentially work, but the average Joe who's doing it themselves is going to get overwhelmed. Sure, if you have a team, you got someone who's running ads and someone who's doing email marketing and someone who's over digital marketing. Yeah, you can probably do all that stuff, but if not, get ultra focused and that is what's going to get you to your path. And you're going to have more time because that's what people don't talk about, right? Mm-hmm. They see all these screenshots of revenue numbers and business growth. No one's talking about people being miserable behind the scenes, overwhelmed, burning the candle at both ends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't have to be that. We might have your season. We all have our seasons of grind. Yeah. But if you, I feel like your path is like, hey, look, before you do all the extra stuff, let's just stick to one simple thing. I know you could, you could, probably put stuff on every social media platform. Yep. I know you can do text messages and emails and I know you can do all that, but let's just do this and then let's look up and see see what happens.
0: Yep. I get clients so, come to me irregular and they are like, well, what if I did this or what if I add this? Well, can I add another down sale or can I? I'm like, once you get through a meal, then let's talk about it. Let's see if you even wanna do
1: anything else. Exactly, because business is too hard for, for have a low six figure business. It's just, too, it's just too much stuff. It is. You got you got three at least three ways your money's gonna be split. You gotta keep the lights on with all the the tech, software, tools, staff, whatever, right? Then you gotta put money into growing your business and then you gotta also pay yourself. So hundred thousand. hundred thousand. And we ain't even talking about taxes or none of that. Right. Best case, you might might get thirty-three, maybe, maybe. Um and so yeah, it's just you have to focus so that you can. You can scale unless you have the team and infrastructure to, to delegate. So we are definitely on the same way with my brother. Uh, appreciate all of the gems and the bars that you shared. Um, the last question that I asked all of my guests, but before I get to that, um, if someone listens to this podcast and they say, you know, Mark Quell is the guy, I think he can get me there. Right? George can help me manage and maximize my money once I make it, but this guy, he can help me make it. How can people tap in with you and learn more about your, your offer and what it is, you know, that, that you do for folks?
0: Yeah, for sure. I would say um, I guess I got a I got a free gift that I would give everybody. So if you go to um so I create this thing called the Paid Ad Playbook. It literally shows you how to get 50 to 100 leads every single day, right? Every single day. And not just leads, but leads that actually convert into clients because that's most important. If you go to paidadplaybook.com, so that's P A I D ad a d playbook.com, so that's paidadplaybook.com, you can get access to the Paid Ad Playbook for 100% free. And you can get access to all the bonus trainers that come along with it. Um, so that'll be the first step. We get a ton of free stuff. If you decide you want to um, apply for our contract university and we help you implement this stuff, um, you'll see where you can actually apply. Um, and then on the application, just say um, you're you, um, you referred by George. And of course, we'll give you a special scholarship just by being you being a part of George's.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Okay, cool. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Hey, man, appreciate you for coming on, man. And my last question to you is, uh, what does it mean to you to live life uncensored?
0: I believe the living life uncensored is you just being 100% authentically you every day. Wake up, be you, focus on growth, have a big vision that you're unapologetic about and is to go after, man, because it's unlimited what's possible for you. What you gotta just decide. So you wake up, figure that thing out, go at it 100% authentically, um, and the whole world opens up for you.
1: Dope, dope. You know, and you actually live by that because I remember I think the, when I first came across you through David Shans, and that's the one of the first things he said about you. He was like, "Like, who is this dude? Just himself? Like, just out here on stages, like 100% like who he is, mm-hmm. and, and killing it." And, and that's I think that's when I like um, started checking your stuff out, seeing who you were. And I think that's, that's the part that people miss. Like they look at people like you know Cardi B and wonder how she can just do whatever she wants. And people are attracted to authenticity because yeah. the world is so like this, because of online is the gift and the curse that everybody can have a platform, but people are curating these images of themselves and, and your higher self can identify what's real and what's At the end of the day, everybody, whether they can't consciously do it, subconsciously people can identify with who's real. And then the reason why people want to deal with who's real is because they know what they're going to get, right? When you're dealing dealing with the caricature of someone, it's like you don't know what you're going to get on the back end versus if this is who they are. Like, this is who you are on this podcast, when you get off the podcast, when you go home with your kids, when you're on the call with a client. And I think that's that's probably another part of the untold story of your success is you're not trying to be anybody other than yourself. So thank you. And to that point, just to add to
0: that. So one of my clients asked me, um, she was like, what's one of the biggest pieces of marketing psychology you've learned over the years, um, to help you become successful. And that's basically what I said. I was like, just being 100% authentic. Like there's when you're 100% authentic, there's no competition. Like you eliminate all competition when you're
1: 100% authentic. Yeah. Cause literally nobody can be you. Right. Nope. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, bro. I know my, my listeners are going to love this one. And like, like he said, guys, check out the show notes for his free gift mm-hmm. and be sure to mention our name so you can get that uh, special bonus as well. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of The Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is... What's yours?